0: Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast on LettermanRow.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham. With me again uh, is Spencer Holbrook, uh, glue guy extraordinaire for the website um, and recruiting novice who wants to become an aficionado, right? I mean, let's just... Make sure we throw around big words like aficionado because I think
1: it sounds fun. If, if you want to start using big words, burn I never pegged you as a big word guy, but oh, yeah. whatever you want to do, that's that's fine with me.
0: Yeah, sometimes I just like to throw things out there like aficionado. Sounds official. Um, Spencer, today we're just talking uh, a little bit of stuff. Uh, there's not a lot going on, and it's, that's sort of the, the thing right now with the Buckeyes and the recruiting class of 2020, especially, is that we've been. Talking about the same guys for pretty much the last two months as a as a class, the Buckeyes have twenty three guys that are currently committed, and I'm not counting Jake to the kicker, because he's a gray shirt. I think that they're in a position to land three or four more. We've talked over and over about the same guys.
1: Yeah, uh, it kind of seems like a like a revolving door of guys. You just spin the wheel of fortune and see which guy we're going to talk about each week on talking stuff. Uh, but but it, it that's not a bad thing necessarily, knowing that. You know, Ohio State has all these guys nailed down, and they don't really have to worry about too many guys in this class. So take it for what it's worth, but we're going to keep talking about the same guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, the f- the first one this weekend um, that visited for the first time was Jamir Gibbs, the running back from Dalton, Georgia, committed to Georgia Tech, uh, a player that has blown up nationally. He's up to being ranked as the ninth best tailback in the country, according to 247 Sports. He made his first visit to Columbus. It's a trip that a lot of people weren't sure if it happened because he wasn't at Ohio Stadium before the game began. He didn't show up until after kickoff because of a late flight arrival. And then he spent Saturday and into Sunday and left in the afternoon on Sunday. Now, here's the thing about Jameer Gibbs. People need to understand this is not one of those kids that wants to draw a lot of attention in the recruiting trail. He's not interested in, in tweeting a bunch of stuff or, or doing a million interviews. He doesn't want to say anything about his trip. I have obviously spoken to some people around the Ohio State program, around how they felt about the visit. And it was, I don't want to say uh, cautious optimism, but it was sort of like they understand that they offer Jameer Gibbs a unique opportunity at a class that doesn't have a tailback, that uh, is a program that runs the ball quite a bit, is a program that is going to contend for the national championship and conference championship every single year. But they know that – it's further away from home than Jameer Gibbs wants to go, and I think that that ultimately is the thing to watch here. I talked about it uh, Monday afternoon's edition of of uh, Dotting the Eyes on Letterman Rowe, but here's the, the real setup: There's Bama, who has two running backs committed, and is continuing to chase Zachary Evans, the top-ranked running back in the country. Zachary that would hip- give them three. That would give them three, right? Zachary Evans is now potentially leaning towards LSU, is what the the scuttlebutt is, but his recruitment has gone every which way and has changed over the last few weeks, uh, basically every single weekend. If Zeke Evans ends up at LSU, perhaps Bama turns around and really makes Gibbs a priority. But right now, he doesn't seem to be their focus. But because I think that his interest is staying closer to home, right now, his final official visit is set up for December the 16th at Alabama. So the signing day starts on december 18th and he's got a visit set to alabama for two days before that for an official visit i think that gives bama some wiggle room to try to figure out exactly what's going on with evans before they decide if they want to really go hardcore after gibbs now other than bama the one school that keeps being brought up for jameer gibbs is georgia georgia has obviously five-star running back kendall milton committed but according to people i talked to around the bulldogs program their focus right now is Don Flip Cheney Jr. Uh, from Miami, who's committed to the Miami Hurricanes. They're trying to flip, flip, and if they can do that, then they won't make an effort to to really go after Jameer Gibbs. So again, it's like here's Georgia, here's Bama. You're not the priority at either spot. Can Ohio State by making him a priority win that battle and overcome the distance from home? Now, how, yeah, how think- that's 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 sort of the debate.
1: It's, it's a distance versus priority thing. If you want to be closer to home but not feel like a priority, those two schools are probably a better option for you because they are closer to home. You're never going to play in a 28-degree game at noon against Maryland. You know, you're going to play in 70-degree weather until uh, the first weekend in November. Uh, but there's also that aspect of Ohio State needs a running back Jameer Gibbs can look at 24-7 sports if he wants, or he can just listen to the coaches say, they don't have a running back in Ohio State, and they do have some at Georgia and at Alabama. So, priority versus, you know, staying closer to home, I think that's an interesting paradigm that he's going to have to choose between. Uh, that, that's, a, uh, that's a good recruitment worth, worth seeing, because those are two pretty good schools of high to battle I against.
0: Yeah, and that's also why Georgia Tech, despite the fact that you wouldn't think that they're really involved when you're looking at schools of that uh, upper crust, of Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Florida, that are all on the uh, at least involved with Gibbs on the periphery, you wonder how Georgia Tech plays into that. He's been committed there since April, but there are still a lot of people who think that rather than going to Ohio State, even if Georgia or Alabama didn't work out, that he could still end up sticking with the Georgia Tech commitment just because it's closer to home. So, you know, I think that the real thing to watch if you're an Ohio State fan, if you're a Big Ten recruiting fan, if you just want to see the dominoes fall, what happens with Zach Evans? Does he end up at Bama? Does Does Don Chaney end up flipping to Georgia? If those two things happen, then all of a sudden what you have is an Ohio State and Georgia Tech head-to-head matchup for Gibbs, unless then LSU gets involved because they don't have a running back commitment and blah, blah, blah. There's all these pieces, right? And there's all these dominoes. And that's why recruiting is fascinating because there are so many things that are constantly moving that that make this interesting. So that's where they're at what? with Gibbs go ahead
1: isn't that isn't that weird how he's committed to georgia tech and we just went on for five minutes and didn't mention georgia tech till the very end like that's still a very big option for him to stay at georgia tech to to build that program with jeff collins at georgia tech and and make a name for himself in his home state at the secondary school in the state and that you know if, if if zach evans were to choose alabama and flip cheney flips to georgia then he may stay at Georgia Tech, and he may want to make a name for himself there because uh, that—that's still an option for him. It's not just like Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama are going for this uncommitted prospect. No, he's still committed somewhere, and I think that's important to remember.
0: Right, and, and Chris Collins' program is sort of banking on doing what Michigan State and Kentucky's made a living doing in Ohio in recent years, which is making sure if the guy's not going to Georgia, that you're not losing him somewhere else. So. Uh, We'll move away from the running backs. Uh, That will be revisited in two weeks when Mayan Williams visits for the Penn State game. and We'll just wait, hopefully, to talk about it until then because, you know, we do, as we said, keep talking about the same players over and over. So, speaking of players we've talked about over and over, let's talk about C.J. Stroud. He visited uh, nowhere over the weekend. He did have a big visit, however, last Friday night as Jim Harbaugh and the majority of the Michigan coaching staff went out to Rancho Cucamonga and watched him play in the first round of the California playoffs. Afterward, the the scuttlebutt was that CJ had set up his official visit date to Michigan, which when we were out in California two weeks ago, he said he wasn't sure which schools were going to get them. He knew Ohio State was going to get one. He knew Oregon was going to get one. He thought it was going to be Georgia and uh, potentially USC, where he ended up visiting two weekends ago in an unofficial capacity. But now the rumor, the report coming out of the Michigan uh, side of things is that there's a visit set for December the 7th which is the weekend he was expected to make an official visit to Georgia. Now, he is still planning on taking the unofficial visit to Georgia this coming weekend. But if, if the addition of Michigan means the removal of an official visit to Georgia, how do you read that? Uh, that's very interesting because we, there, we
1: just talked about dominoes falling, right? Well, this could be another case of Domino's falling because I think we talked about a certain linebacker that was trying to get him to go to Georgia with him, whereas he just tried, was trying to get him to come to, to Ohio State.
0: Right, Justin. Floyd.
1: That Justin Floyd, that might not happen now if he goes to Michigan that weekend. That kind of removes Georgia from the t- from the talk of maybe his final schools if he chooses to go to Michigan on December seventh rather than Georgia. And we know Ohio State will likely get the final visit there. Uh, there's a lot to read there. Uh, there's a lot of speculating to do based on what you can read there. Uh, I'm not going to speculate too much because I know you know CJ more than anybody. So I'm going to let you have the mic now, but I just think there's a lot of speculation that can be done based on uh, learning that, that the Michigan trip happens over the Georgia trip. That That's a, that's a, that's a development that I don't know if we saw coming
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, think, last week. Right. I think the interesting thing here is that Georgia obviously is still going to get to see him in an unofficial capacity before, that expected official visit. So the likelihood in my mind is that he goes to Georgia for an unofficial and then decides he still wants to go back to Georgia for an official visit and then ends up canceling the Michigan official. The reason that Michigan's involved here so late obviously as we talked about last week, their longtime commitment JD Johnson from Pinnacle High School in Phoenix uh, has a heart condition and has to retire from football. They now do not have a quarterback committed in the class of 2020. Georgia does, Ohio State does, Oregon does. Uh, those are all the schools that are really involved, and so Michigan becomes an intriguing opportunity for him, based solely on the fact that they are without a commitment at the quarterback position. But when you look at the overall specter of his relationships with with the different schools, obviously the Wolverines are coming in pretty late. I don't know that they're going to have enough cachet and enough built up, uh, uh, you know, relationship cachet there to to make him skip the georgia visit that was initially planned so we'll see but i i don't think that any of this ultimately impacts the way that ohio state and stroud are, are going and i think that that's the important thing to visit to ohio state is set for december 14th that's the official that is still the final official that is scheduled before signing day which is when he wants to sign I still think the Buckeyes, based on the strength of the relationship, the length of the relationship, the relationship that Ohio State has with Quincy Avery, who is his quarterback coach, the relationship that Ryan Day and Corey Dennis and Mike Yurcich have with Stroud, I still think that they're the team to beat in that situation. But it's recruiting 2019. Anything can happen, and it's silly to try to think too far ahead. But as long as that official visit to Ohio State remains on the docket, then I think Buckeyes fans should feel somewhat positive about the eventual outcome. And I don't. They,
1: I think that they should feel more confident with Stroud not going to Michigan than they do officially Stroud going to Ohio State. Because, like you said, it's 2019. Yes, and recruiting things happen. But recruiting, like you always say, and it's so redundant, but we just keep saying it is about relationships. And when you're late to the party, it's hard to form a relationship that quickly. Whereas Ryan Day has been recruiting this kid, and Mike Gersich has been recruiting this kid for a long time, and the relationship is strong. And I think Ohio State fans need to. Need to remember that, and they need to, uh you know, take some shelter with that because they know that at the end of the day, you can lean on your relationship with the coaching staff if you're CJ Stroud yeah. at Ohio State. Exactly. And I think that's a, that's a big piece right now that we that we should make sure to continue to repeat uh, as this Michigan talk continues to heat up.
0: Now, either way, buckle up because the reality is, as I said, this is the way recruiting is going to go. There's going to be twists and turns, so you just got to kind of get ready for that. Speaking of a, of a different recruitment that. Uh, You know, when you're talking about being optimistic or or hopeful, Buckeyes fans for months have had this idea that perhaps they had the opportunity or were in a position to potentially flip Elias Ricks, the number one cornerback in the country, out of the LSU Tigers class. Elias is a player that famously last year said if Urban Meyer was still at Ohio State, he would have committed to the Buckeyes. He's never been back to Ohio State uh, this year. He's been committed to LSU since last Christmas. He kept saying Ohio state and Alabama were going to get official visits. And now after LSU beats Alabama, he says his recruitment is officially shut down, blah, 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 right? Who cares? The, the odds are he was never going to end up flipping to Ohio state anyway. And if he did make the official visit in uh, the November 23rd weekend against Penn state, which I honestly still think he probably will. I think that a lot of this stuff is just social media bluster and he's going to still see an opportunity to go see a, a pretty good game and, and make a visit with his friends and, I think he's still going to do that, but any, any optimism, any little optimism that was there with Elias Ricks before, I think should be gone. Yeah. And and
1: you've been saying that for a long time. Elias Ricks was not going to be at Ohio state. And I think part of it was Elias getting a lot of attention from the biggest fan base in the country, which everybody wants that, you know, why would you not want the biggest fan base, fan base in the country to talk about you as somebody who could come play for you? It's a lot of attention. And then, the whole IMG Academy and uh, being roommates with an Ohio state command and things like that. It, it's a lot of uh, song and dance um, that, that, that you saw right through. I will give you credit for that. I can't pat you on the back. And I don't know if our friend Austin Ward would want me to give you a lot of credit, but, no, no, but I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to make your head too big, but you know, when you see something that you claim is uh, just talk, you know, you you call it out, and this was obviously a lot of talk, and that means it could still happen. They could still give the whole sales pitch, like they might to Justin Low, but at the end of the day, LSU is LSU, and uh, the the debate for DBU can go on and on. But it looks like Rick's is going to be part of the DBU section in LSU, and not OSU.
0: Yeah, and that's why the Buckeyes have been so you know proactive and going out and flipping Ryan Watts from Oklahoma. They have Legend Cavazos, Clark Phillips, Lathan Ransom, Court Phillips, or sorry, Court Williams could potentially play. Um, you know, d- defensive back, you have Cameron Martinez, who could play defensive back. They obviously know that they're in a position where they're going to be losing a handful of uh, very important players in the secondary. And they would love to bring in a guy like Elias Ricks or Keely Ringo from Scottsdale, Arizona, who's the number two ranked cornerback in the country. But both of those have been beyond long shots for a long time. And Ricks was significantly ahead of uh, Keely Ringo on the possibility meter, but it was still very, very low. So Speaking of possibilities that are uh, low, but maybe now shrinking, uh, Tyler Barron, the four-star defensive end from Knoxville Catholic High School, took an official visit to Ohio State on the weekend of October 4th when the Buckeyes hosted Michigan State. He announced on Sunday afternoon that he thinks his decision had been made uh, on Twitter, but then he told me on Monday that he's still not going to make any announcement until signing day. The, The belief that I have is that as the Tennessee Volunteers have gotten a little bit better and the odds of his father uh holding on to his job with the volunteers he works in the recruiting office for tennessee and that coaching staff being in uh sticking in place i think the odds are now better uh that Barron ends up at tennessee and not kentucky or ohio state what is your take
1: uh yeah i think that's true uh, tennessee looks like a competent football team now um, it seems like jeremy Pruitt's going to keep his job for a third year um, I think that's probably the right thing for them to do uh, as far as recruiting and just coaching. I think uh, you're seeing some si- real signs of improvement there, which also means recruits are going to see some real signs of improvement there. If me, a former football player who only played uh, varsity football in high school, can see that there's improvement on the field, I think a four and five star recruit that might be considering Tennessee can see that as well.
0: Uh, yeah, so Tyler Barron.
1: Sorry, go ahead. So if your dad works in the recruiting office, you see improvement on the field and you get to be around the guy who's recruiting you w- at the dinner table I mean, or somebody who could potentially be uh, somebody in your offices at the, at the dinner table, then, then there's a good chance you're going to stick with, with Tennessee when uh, you see the improvements that are happening on the field.
0: Yeah. Barron is the country's fourth ranked strong side defensive end. As I said, he did visit Ohio state officially. He's been a player that Larry Johnson and the Buckeyes have been watching pretty regularly over the last handful of months. He made two visits uh, since the summer. Truth is, he's a player that is highly ranked, and there's some developmental issue uh, or need there, and I don't think he's a player that Ohio State believes could come in and contribute uh, too much right away. I think there's a better opportunity for him to do that at Tennessee or even at Kentucky, if that's the way it shakes out. But right now, with a decision made, even though it's not going to be announced until signing day, he told me, as I said, who knows what happens. There's time for Ohio State to change it, to change his mind. There's things that can stop, obviously still happen. But right now, I think for Ohio State, the defensive end position, uh, which is a, one spot they're still looking for another guy. They're going to have to start looking in other directions, in my opinion. Xavier Carlton from out in Utah remains on the list. He's supposed to make an official visit this month, but he's been very mum about that as well. So you just don't know. Uh, that may be a position they look uh, down the road for uh, a transfer portal guy. Or, you know, maybe they look around Ohio and look for someone developmental in that respect. There are a handful of guys in the state who uh, fit that mold and a couple guys locally. And we'll talk about those later this week and as the next couple weeks head on. So uh, I think that's where we're going to wrap up this episode of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast on LettermanRow.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham. That is Spencer Holbrook. We thank you for watching. Please like, subscribe, rate. The, all hit the stuff. bell hit, the, hit bell. the bell hit that bell uh so wherever that, the bell is yeah so that you know when there's more stuff uh coming your way so uh again folks for uh